Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through the super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Growing up. I was never really encouraged to talk about my period, and most of the time, I was meant to feel really bad that I even had one. So I had a stepmother who tracked my period like a hawk every single month and accused me of being awful, moody, and unruly when I got my period. I was always so ashamed and wished it would just go away. She made me feel like my period was the worst part of me. So it's no wonder that I used the Depavera shot to turn off my entire cycle for good for over a year while I was in college. But it just made me feel even worse. Now we've been taught that our period and our cycle is a burden and inconvenience or even worse. But what if we rewrote the narrative? What if we started celebrating our periods? What if we started allowing our bodies to follow the ebb and flow of our cycles instead of fighting against them? Wouldn't that be amazing? Because until recently, we have been following male-centered protocols around nutrition and exercise, and I mean all of it, and that has not really done us a lot of favors. Now, it could be a beautiful new world for the next generation if we all stand tall and proud as women and we don't shy away from our cycles or our periods. And here's the thing, we can and we will. Now, the only way that this is going to happen is if we truly understand what is going on during our menstrual cycle and take steps to truly listen to our bodies. So let's jump right in. First, it's important to note, if you haven't heard me say it before, or you haven't heard it from somewhere else, that your menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign. What I mean is that you should approach your menstrual cycle like you would approach other vital signs, like your body temperature, your pulse, your blood pressure, and your respiratory rate. It is that important. Because like those other vital signs, your cycle and your period is there to tell you whether your hormones are working or if something is off in your body, right? If there's a gut issue or a liver issue or a thyroid issue or insulin resistance or estrogen dominance, whatever it may be, Your cycle will tell you or give you hints and clues that something isn't right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your period specifically today, because that's what this episode is all about, is how to interpret your period, figure out what it's trying to tell you, and then four effective ways to get it back on track. So here's how a healthy period should look for most of us. Again, everyone's a little bit different. Our bodies are different, but a typical period should last three to seven days with moderate flow throughout. The discharge, and it will slow down closer to seven days. The discharge should vary from shades of red with few small clots. You shouldn't have debilitating cramping, and your period should occur every 24 to 36 days. Now, a special note for anyone listening, if you're listening right now and you're in perimenopause, 
during that perimenopause transition, it is definitely normal to experience changes, right? Your luteal phase is going to shorten, right? Because of the loss of, uh, and well, basically because of anovulatory cycles and a decline in progesterone. Um, but if you experience increased pain, extra heavy bleeding or other concerns, your mighty baby telling you that there are definitely some changes to be had. So definitely listen to your body, always track your cycle, always track your period to just get really great insight. Um, and just note that there's always things that we can do to help support and reduce things like estrogen dominance and polycystic ovarian syndrome and, you know, uh, gut imbalances, thyroid issues, all those things that could be contributing to a menstrual cycle that is a little bit off or hormones that aren't fully balanced. Just something to think about. So when something is off, there is always a root cause behind this, right? Your menstrual cycle is not trying to sabotage you. Your menstrual cycle is probably doing one of the most energetic processes of both the male and female body, preparing your body to get pregnant and to make a 3D print person, right, that looks a little like you. That is a massive task that requires hormones, metabolic function, cardiovascular function, immune system function. I mean, it is all hands on deck. And so best believe if something's happening with your menstrual cycle and your reproductive system, it, there is a root cause behind it that can absolutely be addressed. So buckle up, grab a pen, because I'm about to throw a lot of valuable information at you regarding what to be looking at when it comes to your period and what it's telling you. All right, so let's talk a little about color. So the color of your discharge should vary throughout your period, but too much of any one type could indicate a potential issue. So bright or dark red blood is normal during the majority of your period. However, if it's particularly heavy and it stays heavy the entire time, it could be indicating estrogen dominance. It could be indicating fibroids. It's just, it's worth looking into what's going on there. If it's brown or black discharge, it's typically just older blood that's taking longer to leave your uterus. If you have big clots, um, they are normal as long as they are smaller than a quarter. If you have a massive large clots, larger than a quarter, it could be caused by polyps, fibroids, endometriosis, or hormonal imbalances, or excessive estrogen dominance. If you have light pink flow, it's normal at the beginning or the end of your period when your discharge is diluted with other cervical fluids. However, it stays light pink throughout your period, it can indicate low estrogen levels. And we see this more commonly as you enter perimenopause um, because of the lower than normal estrogen levels or even maybe an anovulatory cycle. Other variations, especially orange or gray, are not normal. They are typically indicating infections. So you should go see your doctor right away if you're experiencing any orange or gray discharge. And then let's talk about volume. The volume of your period is another highly individual thing. Be especially on the lookout for sudden changes. Again, fluctuations are normal during perimenopause because it's going to happen, but it doesn't mean that you should let yourself suffer, right? So often women are struggling with estrogen dominance in perimenopause and little to no progesterone, but there's a lot of things that we can do to help support that. So things to be looking out for, too little bleeding, meaning three or less days or a sudden decrease from your normal. It could mean that your body doesn't have enough blood to spare. It could be because of hormonal imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, especially iron, PCOS, or even stress. Next, too much bleeding, meaning more than seven days, having large clots, or needing to change your pad or tampon every two hours or less. It could be signs of, again, uterine polyps or fibroids or big-time estrogen dominance. So you want to watch this closely as extra bleeding can lead to anemia. Um, and again, it's important that your periods are cons you know, consistent. So if they're 
extra crazy heavy, you're feeling fatigued, it's worth getting your iron levels checked um, and see if you need to boost your B vitamins and your iron overall. Um, and again, it could also be gut issues. It could also be liver issues. If your liver's not working properly to, to detoxify excess estrogen metabolites, that's worth looking into. The point is, is that if you're starting to see these types of symptoms, there are solutions that can get your, your period back on track. Now, let's talk pain because society has normalized our pain during our periods and honestly our pain overall for centuries. For 15% of women, period pain interferes with their ability to work or do daily activities during the month and this is just not acceptable. There are reasons behind your pain and you can correct it with without hormonal birth control, which is often the only recommendation that your doctor is going to give you. So cramping during your period occurs as your uterine muscles contract to expel that uterine lining. And a, a tiny, tiny little bit of, of, of cramping, just shifts and changes in, with your uterus is normal, but like cramping, cramping, not so normal. So while some discomfort may occur, the pain should never be debilitating. It really shouldn't even, it should be maybe a tiny, tiny little bit of a inconvenience or maybe it's a, you just notice it. Um, but if you're having agonizing pain, it could be pointing to extra inflammation in your body caused by gut issues, stress, hormonal imbalances like estrogen dominance, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, maybe even looking into endometriosis. It's just worth looking into what the cause of the cramps are. Um, and it is a little bit typical for cramps to worsen during perimenopause as you may skip a couple periods and then have a big period on the third month. I just and This is really getting closer and closer to menopause as we start to have more and more anovulatory cycles. Cramping outside of your period is never normal. Some women report a slight twinge during ovulation, but aside from that, you will definitely want to get checked if you're having painful cramps throughout the rest of your cycle. Causes could be endo, endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids, pelvic inflammatory disease. So be sure to talk to your doctor if you are struggling with any cramping outside of your cycle or your period. Next is ovulation. Ovulation is the main event. It's what it's all for. Um, it occurs midpoint in your cycle, about two weeks before your period starts. Now, it doesn't always happen on day 14 as one is being, as we've all been told, um, but it's usually around there. Usually between day 12 and day 16 is often when we ovulate. Um, it just really depends what how many days your cycle is. Like if you have a 30-day cycle, it's going to be on, you know, more on average of day 15, maybe day 16. If you have a 26 day cycle, maybe you're looking at day 13 or day 12. So it just really depends on how long your cycle is. And guess what? You can track this. You can track this through cervical fluid. You can track this through basal body temperature. There's a lot of different ways to know when you actually ovulate. Um, and, you know, it's important to know if you're ovulating because again, without ovulation, we don't make progesterone and it can really interfere um, with what's going down in the luteal phase of your cycle. Um, now, when you're, the ovary releases the egg and your body's progesterone levels begin to rise, um, it's important to kind of get a sense of how you, to know if you actually ovulate. So as I mentioned, your basal body temperature rises in response to progesterone production on the day you ovulate. Checking your temperature daily before you get out of bed can help nail down when it's happening or if it's happening. You also notice changes in your cervical mucus if you ovulate. It should become more wet and slippery as well as increasing in amount. If you're still not sure, you can always bulk buy a pack of ovulation test strips from Amazon to have on hand 
and to take them daily around the time you should be ovulating to get a clearer answer, right? So there's a lot of ways that we can figure this out. Now, what happens if you don't ovulate, right? An anovulatory cycle. Failure to ovulate is one of the main diagnostic criteria for PCOS, so it's important to be looking into that. And reasons why you don't ovulate vary woman to woman. It could be stress, it could be gut issues, it could be insulin resistance, also driving PCOS. Um, it could be low progesterone levels and estrogen levels. Like It's important that we look into it. It's also important for you to do some digging and find out what's causing your body to skip this vital main event of your menstrual cycle where your body's been really working towards it. Some of the biggest reasons why women don't ovulate are nutrient deficiencies, um, um, dropping below a certain weight or having crazy, crazy workout schedules where you just burn your body out, um, insulin resistance, inflammation, thyroid problems, um, and hormone dysfunction caused by previously being on birth control, right? Post-birth control issues. Um, note that you will not ovulate on birth control at all. Um, so just note, if you do bleed on birth control, that is a pill bleed and not an actual real bleed from your menstrual cycle. So I just wanted to give some clarification there. Now let's talk about cycle length. The final criteria is definitely the most telling regarding your overall health. In an ideal world, your cycle would be 28 days with ovulation on day 14. I wouldn't even call it an ideal world, but that's just kind of what we base the cycle around. But um, that is not how it is for most of us, right? I vary from 27 to 29 days. It, it, who knows? It's, 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 it changes every month, like one or two days. So there's some variations and things to look out for. One, if it's too short, if your period is a predictable five to seven days every 28 days and then suddenly drops down, it's worth investigating. If your normal is two to three, a two to three day period, it could potentially be a sign of something, just something going on in the body that's worth investigating. Maybe it's hypothyroidism, weight changes, PCOS, ovarian cysts, stress, perimenopause could all be contributing to um, an, a shorter cycle. If it's too long, if you are bleeding more than seven days straight on your cycle, stretching beyond 38 days, it could be a sign of another type of hormone imbalance. Often we see this again in hypothyroidism, hormone-driven PCOS, um, insulin resistance, uh, perimenopause could cause lengthening cycles as well. Um, uterine problems like um, fibroids, polyps, um, even something scary like cancer. Again, that's super, super rare, but I'm just going to put it out there anyway. It's always worth seeing your doctor if your period or your cycle begin to stretch into this territory. And again, it's always worth tracking your period for that reason. Um, one of my favorite books is by a dear friend of mine, um, Nicole, Nicole Jardim, and it's called Fix Your Period. There's a lot of great period books out there, but that's one of my absolute favorites in case you want to look deeper into some of the root causes. Now, if it's irregular, like it's all over the place, right? Um, irregular periods are not normal during your period peak reproductive years. Often it's stress, it's hormonal imbalances like estrogen dominance and PCOS are typically the culprits here. Irregular periods do, however, happen and can become part of the course as you approach perimenopause. Um, it's, it's intended to, your periods are, your luteal phase of your cycle is intended to shorten and shorten and shorten gradually at first and then it'll speed up because ultimately you are ending those reproductive years and the continuous cycling. And then bleeding between periods, which I know happens so often. The only normal bleeding between periods is light spotting at ovulation or implantation if you get pregnant. 
If it lasts any longer than a day or increases in volume, you definitely need to investigate the possibility of it being maybe fibroids or polyps or potentially endometriosis. It's just, again, it's worth looking into. There are definitely a lot more root causes besides these to look into, um, but these are the ones that we would be looking deeper into for sure. As I've mentioned many times on the show, birth control is not the answer to fixing your cycle, right? If you've ever been told that hormonal birth control is the way to regulate your period or your menstrual cycle, I want to tell you that it is it is not true, right? It's a flat out lie. Birth control masks symptoms while promoting even more hormone chaos in your body because it doesn't get to the root cause of the issue, right? And there's so many side effects that birth control brings to the table, unfortunately. It doesn't heal or treat the cause of your symptoms. Shutting down your menstrual cycle and ovulation is really never the answer. Our body, This is our body's superpower. Why would we ever want to shut down our superpower? Only because we've been conditioned to want to do so. Um, but we ne- this is literally our life force. Um, shutting it down does us no favors. Um, and it's really, it's really important that we support our bodies and that's the real true way to heal, not masking symptoms that lead to bigger problems down the road. So if you want an easy blueprint for managing your periods in a really natural and beautiful way without synthetic hormones, here's four tips to getting your period back on track. The first tip is really cutting out inflammation. I mean, inflammation is the biggest player when it comes to reproductive issues and menstrual cycle irregularities. The best way to do this is to avoid inflammatory foods and sugars, alcohols, even caffeine for some of us, and replacing it with lots of fiber. Fiber is crucial for your body's estrogen detox pathways, and that will play a big role in regulating hormone levels. Fiber is also great for the microbiome, which is a major player for for gut health and your hormones. And fiber is amazing for helping to keep your blood sugar and insulin well-regulated. So if you're looking for fiber, again, green leafy vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, root vegetables, um, fibrous, you know, um, well, one of my other favorites is going to be resistant starches. Um, those are going to be things that you want to add into your diet every single day. Number two, correct any gut problems and nutrient deficiencies, right? This is super important, right? Leaky gut is recognized contributor to endometriosis um, and P- even endometriosis, inflammation, irregular periods, skipped ovulation. Um, So it's important that we really support our gut. Consuming quality probiotics, plenty of fiber, tons of leafy greens, tons of veggies, tons of fruits and vegetables, probiotic foods, basically as many plants and plant foods as you can get your hands on, your gut's going to really, really love that for you. Um, Gut problems can also lead to our vitamins and minerals not being absorbed, especially magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin D, calcium, and iron. So making sure that you're getting those, it's going to be super important. Um, Three non-negotiable supplements I recommend for women in their period are going to be magnesium, vitamin D, B vitamins, um, omega-3s, probiotics and digestive enzymes, and zinc. Those are going to be major players here. I carry... The, I carry magnesium, vitamin D, and activated B in my store, and they are specifically formulated for women. Um, I'll have a link in case you want to check that out. Number three, reduce stress with self-care. And I'm talking about like non-negotiable self-care, sleep, movement, 
um, you know, stress reduction techniques, whatever those may be for you, because we know that stress is a massive contributor to your menstrual irregularities from affecting how often your period comes to the flow itself, to how you feel emotionally and physically at every step, stress can rear its ugly head in many ways. Cortisol, which is your body's stress hormone, has the power to shut down your menstruation if your body is chronically stressed, and it does for millions of women. The best way to, to get cortisol in the stress response system under control is by managing your um, not only your self-care, but also your heart rate variability and your vagal tone. Um, and sometimes that's like a two, two X breath in and out. Sometimes that's a beautiful walk. It's a meditation. Just build it in every single day so that you are really honoring your body and keeping that stress response system. I will tell you that our, our female biology, our female physiology was not meant for the onslaught of crazy stress that we're dealing with today. So we've got to be diligent and intentional about keeping it to the wayside. Number four, support your cycle with supplementation. So instead of reaching for birth control, which will only serve to mask your symptoms, it's important that we look into natural blends of herbs, vitamins, and minerals that will support your body's healing potential from the inside out. One of my absolute favorite supplements that I curated literally for from me to you is my hormone balance. It's a blend that is perfectly formulated to support ideal hormone balance throughout your entire cycle to set your body up for success. Whether you're in your 20s and dealing with period changes due to stress or coming off birth control or any other factors for that matter, or if you're in your 40s plus and facing perimenopause, the adaptogens and nutrients and hormone balance will support your optimal hormone levels and keep you feeling your best all month long. I do not um, skip taking hormone balance. You know, I'm cycling again. And, you know, I lean estrogenic like so many of us do. And my progesterone levels, you know, are, I'm always working on creating them in a like really optimal way. And hormone balance has been a game changer for me, especially for just really sauntering through my periods and those couple of days, those five to six days prior to my period, um, where I know my liver and my gut needs more support, where I'm like my hormones are starting to take a nosedive. Hormone balance has been a game changer for me. Not only does it keep the estrogen drama in check, but it helps to boost progesterone and it helps to curb the stress response system at the same time. So I will have the link to check out Hormone Balance in the show notes in case you are looking for a one-stop shop just to help keep your hormones in harmony with each other and to help you feeling amazing. Now, if you love the tips today, if you learned something about your period, which I hope you did, be sure to subscribe for more easy tips to heal your hormones and upgrade your health. And if you have a second, feel free to go and leave a review. That way, more women are listening to the show and learning how to become the CEO of their health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.